All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, it's pointless. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing session two of The Reanimator Returns, a pulp Cthulhu scenario written by Leopoldo Rueda and published by The Stars Are Right. This scenario is available to buy and run for your own group. Just check out our website or buy it directly on DriveThruRPG. Link below. Now, how are you all playing and who are you today? Lydia? Hi everyone, I'm playing Jane Castle and I'm going to kill the shopkeeper with her own cans of spam. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly? Hello everyone, I'm playing Buck BJ Jones and I'm glad that we're getting into some action because I was getting very close to <laughs> hacking my own arm off to see if I could get some chainsaws fitted. Fedra? I am Dr. Christine Wilkes and I wonder whether the whistling guy would let me replace his arm with a bionic version. <laughs> and Hal? Hello, I'm playing uh, Jack Stone, a.k.a. Jasper, enjoying a quiet honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brayden, your keeper for the day, and I wouldn't mind a bionic arm of my own. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly, what happened last time? Four members of Department 29, a secret division within the FBI created by President Hoover to investigate paranormal occurrences, received their first official assignment. A reporter, Norman Cassidy, has gone missing in a remote area of Vermont while investigating disappearances. The team have to find him. Jane Castle is at the wheel 12 hours later as her van travels over dirt roads in the isolated farmlands of Coulter Fields. Suddenly, the peacefulness is broken as a man appears running down the road covered in blood, missing an arm and followed by a tractor that looks like it's straight out of Mad Max, complete with spikes, bloody decapitated cowheads and driven by two crazed individuals wielding sharp weapons. Three quick pistol shots from Buck take the driver's head clean off as Jack and Dr Wilkes drag the injured man into the back of the van and Jane floors the accelerator. The heroes get away but not before noticing that the seemingly fatal wound Buck has inflicted on the driver hasn't stopped him. His body is still driving and steering the tractor. Unfortunately, Dr Wilkes' prized ear trumpet is lost in the chaos. The man reveals himself to be Norman Cassidy, looking for answers about his sister who disappeared two years prior and finding a lot more than he bargained for people making statues out of cow remains and seemingly reporting to someone with the title of Major. The group find shelter in a burned out barn while they're also able to stock up on chainsaws and axes 
Leaving Norman behind to rest, they head into town. Jack and Jane go to the general store to buy petrol with a cover story of being newlyweds, Jasper and Anya, while Buck and Dr Wilkes keep watch from the car. The shopkeeper, Magda, fills a jerry can for them, then offers to cook breakfast. However, Jack starts to feel uneasy as Magda seems to signal something outside and at the same time, Buck notices a bearded man staring intently into the window. The man nods in response to something, whistles, and a mob armed with pitchforks and farming implements appears and starts racing to the general store. Buck flings the car into gear and aims straight for the bearded man. He and Dr Wilkes can only hope they get to Jack and Jane before the mob does. Okay, so we pick back up. The mob is rushing to the store. Uh, those of you inside the, the store are yet to know that, but the two of our heroes in the car are currently starting up the engine, I assume. So let's pass back over to them and see what's going to happen. Yeah, so I'm going to floor it. Bug, drive! I'm so, driving, goddammit! I'm, I'm flooring it straight for uh, Mr. Beardy Man. Um, and I want to hit him fast enough that he goes flying over the hood of the car and away off the back somewhere um, and slam my fist down on the horn to try and get Jack and Jane's attention. I'd like to open up a window and wield an axe out of it just in case <laughs> they fly from the side. <laughs> of course, great idea. Uh, I'll have a drive auto roll and you know what why not make me a fighting brawl roll there too <laughs> hmm so that's a 61 over 50 you want to push or spend luck i've got 44 points of luck okay but it's a 50 50. i think i'll spend luck so i'll spend 11 points of luck to make it a success um, but can I say that as we're driving, classical music starts playing and the camera pans above the car and we see Christine leading out to the classical music as her axe <laughs> chops off a few heads. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Christine unfortunately failed, but she wields her axe very rhythmically and aimlessly. <laughs> like you're rowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's more, more, more dramatic, dramatic effect rather than actual. So you hit the man who whistled. Uh, he goes flying. I can't remember how much damage cars do, but I'm just... Why don't you roll 2d8 for me? And uh, let's just start with that. Okay, a seven and a one, so eight total. Okay, yeah. Uh, you spin this thing around. I assume you do some kind of cool drift so that the back of the truck, like, hits him. It's <laughs> uh, like real slow and soulful. You spin around in slow mo. I love it. 100%. And Avi Media is playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He goes flying, uh, let's say towards a fence. That's what you get for whistling, pal. <laughs> and gets impaled on top of it and just slowly slides down the bars to the bottom. Um, <laughs> and actually stops moving. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Wilkes is out the side trying to swing the axe, but every time you go near someone, she like swaps to the other side and then you spin the other way. 
and you're constantly moving each side, trying to get your axe, <laughs> give your axe a good swing, but you never manage to. Uh... I keep saying, "You're next. You're next." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the two of you inside, you see this occurring outside. Something's happening, and the horn is honking. Now uh, the lady behind the counter immediately stops, and her eyes look to you. And she drops all the cans on the ground. Um, I had an inkling she was doing something weird with those blinds, and I'm, I'm already very much on edge, just like wiping my sweaty palms against <laughs> the, <laughs> my trousers. Uh, when I hear the furious honking and then the revving and the like, you know, the the big the the first impact of that guy getting run over, um, then I shake off Jane's arm. Uh, and with one hand, I grab the lady, um, like, let's just say like a big meaty hand around the neck, pull her close, other hand presses my colt up against her head. What's going on? She uh, smiles as the gun presses against her head. Oh, um, I'm just trying to make you breakfast, as I said. No funny business, lady and I drag her towards the uh, window and uh, use my gun to poke aside the blinds and see what's going on in the street. Okay, yeah, at that point you <laughs> you watch as the car sideswipes a guy and sends him flying and impaling onto a fence and then it pulls up outside and there's a loud <laughs> honk. Jesus Christ, Jane, get a load of this. Oh, I knew we should have gone to Paris, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Jane lives in this fantasy now. That's it. She has 60 in acting, okay? <laughs> She's not breaking character nope. that easy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I mean, as far as we're concerned, our cohort have just <laughs> lost their minds <laughs> and started running downtown. Yeah, sorry. exactly. <laughs> we don't have any indication. Like, are there people? She was being suspicious. <laughs> are there you people know. swarming the vehicle with weapons? Like, They're what's just going really on? Really hungry for some spam. <laughs> I'd say, at this point, you might be able to stare out and get a view of a large crowd with uh, pitchforks and uh, axes and batons and things like that coming your direction. Yeah. Oh God. Um, okay. In that case, uh, quick scan of the shop, Jack decides the shopkeeper is not the biggest threat here, <laughs> or she has his canned goods. Um, so he like sort of forcefully pushes her back towards the counter, um, nods at Jane, points at the can of gasoline, um, says, grab the fuel, and then he's gonna like open the door and head out into the street, gun pointed. Okay. No problem. Yeah, she'll hold her hands up and uh, you exit out as the people are starting to break into a sprint towards you now, having seen you come out of the uh, the general store. Uh, I'll have you both roll constitution rolls to see if you can sprint to the car. Sprinting in high heels, carrying a jerry can. I can do this. <laughs> That's <laughs> easy. I assumed you weren't armed. Have I got that right, Jane? Uh, I do have a gun, but it's not in her hand at the moment. I think it's probably in her handbag. Uh, it's a snub-nosed 38 Smith & Wesson. 
Ah, uh, okay. I, 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 I don't want to make you... <laughs> I think Sorry, that's a real gun. <laughs> I'm happy to carry the jerry can myself. Um, yeah, I didn't realise that you also like wanted to get in on the fight action. No, that's okay. Don't worry. Um, well, you're, you've got your gun primed anyway. You're, you're ready, so uh, that's fine. I do for now, yeah. That's no true. worries. Mm. Hey. Christine, lean back and pop that door for them. Ooh, I did pass 44 against 45. Awesome. You're so much quicker in heels than I am not. That's an 87. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh dear. Excellent. I'll say that as you are getting to the door, you're holding everyone up just a little bit and you slam the door closed. The mob's still a little bit of a distance away, but you look back to that shop front and it looks like the shopkeeper has grabbed a shotgun from behind the counter and is aiming it in your direction. I'm going to have everyone in the car roll me a luck <laughs> roll and let's see who is going to get oh, no. boomed. Oh dear. God damn it. I'm I rolled really... a critical success. I rolled a zero, zero, 001. Okay. Can I carry the entire car on that? You know what? You definitely can actually. Yeah. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> That's good because I rolled a 95. Oh, nice. You're moving to each side with your axe still, and right as you do, <laughs> you throw the axe out the window and it somehow deflects a number of these uh, pellets from the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this thing is useless, throws it away, deflects the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you begin speeding off with the mob chasing behind but quickly being left in your dust. Uh, where would you like to go? This town is not friendly, tell you what. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. They are ruining our honeymoon. <laughs> uh, you two are taking this a little bit too seriously. <laughs> um, you gotta commit. <laughs> Guess you're already married. Should we go? What what was the mission again? Have we have we done it? What what do we know so far? We found Norman, but he was here because his sister disappeared. If we leave this place without cleaning out whatever shit's going on, then we're going to have to come back at some point. I think we just need to deal with it and get home. No one seems willing to talk. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the next person who comes through is uh, also going to be a guest for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, breakfast. Is that a local specialty, do you think? Uh, spam and pickled eggs? Mm -hmm. Wait, did you eat breakfast while in the shop? We're, we've been out here starving. <laughs> <laughs> get back in there, get us some pancakes. <laughs> well, she wanted us to stay a while, and I don't think it was for anything good. But then he called the mob to kill you or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they, uh, like, make statues out of tourists? Why, though? I mean, I know there's not that much to do around here. I didn't see a movie theater or anything, but, uh, still. Hmm, maybe there's something in the air? Um, Keeper, have I brought my chemistry kit and can I analyze particles in the air to see if they're, like dragged on something strange in the, sure, in the atmosphere. Sure, roll a chemistry roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would have brought some equipment with me as this oh, is yeah, an official absolutely, mission. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
I'm sure they people had, uh, had general access to that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I rolled a 56 and a 76. You have to do something with chemistry. That's 56 it. and a 76 and my testing tube came out blue, which means... <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? Uh, oh, well, that no, means yes. that the chemicals. The the air is quite clean, actually. Yeah, there's nothing really floating around in the air. I will say, however, as you've just rolled the chemistry roll, as you listen to the gasoline canister that they have brought back, it doesn't have the same sound as gasoline. Like there's just slightly a tone to the liquid in there that doesn't seem like it would uh, be gasoline. Did you buy fuel, like the real stuff or... Because that sounds weird. What did you ask for again? Uh, we just asked for just normal fuel for the car, didn't we? Uh, give that to me and give me a chainsaw. I'm, I'm gonna have a look. Okay. <laughs> In the back of a speeding van, <laughs> we all carefully lean out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you pass the are you just pouring the gasoline or the can into the chainsaw? I mean, in the back depends. of the speeding van, yeah. you open the canister of gasoline. <laughs> oh, it's a country road to vary. <laughs> Okay. Are, um, are you still flicking that lighter, Jack? Like, what's buck even? All chain smoking, because it's the 30s. Well, the scenario ended very fast. <laughs> we just exploded ourselves. Oh my God. So, <laughs> you don't need to pour it out. You can just open it and take a look. I mean, I'm going to ask to, like, stop a little bit, and then I'm going to get out and have a look in the middle of the road or whatever, when we are, of course, far away enough yeah. from the town. Okay. You open up the canister. There's definitely a smell of like gasoline, like it's at least been had gasoline in it before. But as you begin pouring it out, is that leak soup? Yeah, that, that <laughs> yes. leak soup. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about this in joke. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I guess we have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you bought the leak soup. How much money did they take for this? It's better than spam, at least. Three dollars? I mean, it's mixed with gasoline. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you should have this. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it can work as fuel for the... for the. Let's try it. I think I, I can think of the a way of changing the compound to activate the, the fuel energies of the leak. I have complete <laughs> oh faith gosh. in you to make something okay. of this leak soup. Napalm or something. Are you regretting your in-joke yet, Keeper? Uh, only slightly. Roll me a chemistry roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. Let's fix this chainsaws. I rolled a 16 under 76. I can spend one like to make it an extreme success. If that <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Soup I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, gosh. You just have the perfect additive for this. <laughs> And you, you do a little drops on the ground to test it out, and you watch as that leak soup just turns completely smooth. And you know that's the perfect perfect fuel for your chainsaw. Ah, oh, easy peasy. Who wants a bionic chainsaw arm? Bionic leak soup chainsaw arm. It also, it also spurts leaks. Yeah. I'll say on your way out of town, uh, you would have spotted quite a large manor 
uh, and from the conversation that you'd had with Norman, uh, you would have heard that when the mill burned down and the uh, town's founder and his sons died in it, uh, the manor was left abandoned. But as you drove past, there seemed to be quite a lot of activity inside of it. Norman did mention as well about one of the guys saying, take something to the major. Now, if I was a major, I would be living in that house. Maybe we just need to cut off the head of the snake. We do have the chainsaws for it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> How about we ditch the car somewhere within walking distance and try and wreck this house? Sounds like a plan. That seems wise. Okay. Maybe they'll have uh, answers the for us. The mill is like relatively close to the manor. So you're more than welcome to drop it at the mill and then just walk your way back over the next, like, 30 minutes or so. Okay. Cool, we'll do that. We can say hi to a friendly, uh, armless NPC. <laughs> Be like, hey, did the whole town mob you? Cool, cool. All right, anyway, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Is he yeah, still he's he was sleeping when you came back. Well, we don't want to wake him. Mm -hmm. We tag him in, give him uh, a kiss on lovely. the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> His little hands come up over the top of the blanket. One of them's a tire iron. I give him a little, a little polish. <laughs> All right, and you make your way back to the manor walking through the woods you can eventually see it starting to take shape in front of you an old two-story house looks like it was built in the second half of the 19th century uh it's quite run down now but despite that it does seem like it has uh like the grounds have been kept nice there's lights and stuff on the inside and you can see people moving by and casting shadows on the windows as they walk past how would you like to approach this but Buck's getting ideas in his head about tooling up with weapons <laughs> while the 28 Days Later theme tune <laughs> and he goes on a rampage through the house, so somebody would better intervene before he gets too bloodlust. Is it worth looking for a back door? Why don't you want to pretend to be on your honeymoon again? It worked so well last time. <laughs> now, see, somebody who lives in a house like this is totally the kind of person that my daddy would have wanted me to marry. Not you. Sorry. Uh, no offense taken. <laughs> Wipes away a single tear. But I chose you, see? <laughs> are, are these two, like, are, are they actually married? I'm confused now. No, no, really. Don't worry. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Oh, oh, like, like a practical joke. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so, I mean... I've heard of those. How do we sneak in from the back door holding chainsaws, or are we, like, not bring... Because I worked quite hard to make those work, and I'd rather we brought them with us, you know? Should we sp split up again? Some with, some without chainsaws? Can we do anything to cause a scene or a distraction on the front lawn? Are you asking them to have sex on the front lawn? Uh, is that what I mean, <laughs> you have a jerry can... <laughs> oh, we still have some left over. I thought I used it up. That's uh, great news. Oh, nice. We could set the place on fire, but I guess then we wouldn't really find out what's going on. 
You could pour the flammable leek soup on the lawn, maybe, and set fire to it that way. Then everyone comes out, we go in and... Uh-huh. Find out what's going on. I just want to raise the possibility that the people who live here have got nothing to do with those bloodthirsty maniacs in town. I, uh, don't know how happy the chief would be if we started burning down landmarks without probable cause. Oh, just a tree or two. <laughs> It's a controlled burn. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying that. They don't live here, and remain unmolested unless they're involved in this somehow. I, I like Jane's idea. We set that big tree on fire, and when they come out to see what's happened, we go in through the back. I thought that plan was going to get way darker, honestly. <laughs> we set a child on fire outside. We have to go and... Oh, now we find a child. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do we go? We set up two sets of train tracks, right? And there's this trolley, and it's going to run over one fat guy or five people. They have a lever. We can take the chainsaws in with us. Like, can you put one in your boot or something? Not in these shoes. <laughs> what? Like a stealth chainsaw? Would you rather fight one boot-sized chainsaw or 50? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Chainsaw-sized boots? Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. Uh, whoever's going to try and set the fire, can I please have a stealth roll from you? And are you doing it on your own? Wait, are we setting a fire? I thought you were burning down a tree. Wasn't that your whole scheme? I didn't think anyone agreed with me. <laughs> oh, they agreed. Agree? We have flammable okay. leaks. We should definitely oh. use them. Okay, okay. I guess that's what we're doing. You're not changing are your you tune, sure? are you, Doc? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, if that's what we just... Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of an inventor rather than an arsonist, but uh, I, I guess here we are. Uh, do you... Uh, yeah, okay. Do you have any, like, um, protective equipment? Any, like, hazmat suits or anything? I'd rather not get, you know, burned or whatever. Ever since, you know, I lost the tip of my ring finger, I've been quite, quite big on health and safety. Uh, you definitely don't have any hazmat suits unless you use your resourceful talent to spend 10 <laughs> luck and ha find a hazmat suit. No. Do we have rubber gloves, though? Of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, what kind of equipment did I bring? I mean, maybe you're doing your chemistry kit. Surely. Actually, yeah, she might, I right? Mean, if I'm a scientist. Chemistry. What am I doing without, without gloves? There might be a tarp in the back of the car that you could wrap around yourself like a cloak or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I will roll up in a tarp, wear my goggles and my crazy scientist gloves, <laughs> and then I'm going to waddle. <laughs> Yep. Really stealthy. <laughs> okay. Can we make a leek soup Molotov cocktail? <laughs> Good question. They weren't invented at the time, apparently. Well, you're an inventor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, hang on. But I, I can yeah. <laughs> They might be by this point. It's 33. I think oh, they went around in right. the 20s, so I remember. That's all right, then. Fire seems like a good idea. The duffel bag in the back of the car contains two machetes, a wood axe, a zippo lighter, two thick woolen blankets, an army canteen, oh, a coil yeah. of rope, and two electric flashlights. So, I mean, take any of that for your own purposes. Yeah, wool smolders. It doesn't go up in flames. Okay, thick I take blankets. a blanket and I take the lighter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. yeah, we can burn a blanket. 
No, no, to no. wrap yourself in. No, I can wrap myself around. Like, all right. Uh, are you saying me by myself to start this fight? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Who's who's better at sneaking? Because at the moment I'm picturing Christy wrapping herself up in a blanket like a big human sausage and then rolling yeah. across the lawn with a tip of leek soup are you saying that's not stealthful? <laughs> um, oddly enough uh, the, the large Jack has a stealth of 60 so he's quite quiet I have no stealth I will waddle there <laughs> I've got 70 making noises like oh so heavy <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> Could we... I, I'm i not particularly keen on setting a fire myself. Uh, and my <laughs> hand, like, sort of subconsciously rubs the scar on my face. Um, oh, yeah. But maybe we could douse the rope in leek soup and... Okay, then... what if we don't need to do it separately? What if one of you, not me, <laughs> pretended to be some kind of, like person in distress like oh no there's a fire help then maybe more people will come out and then maybe it will seem like it just happened and you're a victim and then you can maybe get some info as well and then they will leave and the rest of us can stealth in while they distract (laughs) this plan is flawless (laughs) (laughs) no problems with uh, splitting the party (laughs) Uh, really should have brought my communication device. Would have been helpful in this kind of situation. Who do we have going to set a fire? <laughs> I- I'll go and set the fire. I can do it. Give me the woolen blanket. All right. Are you going to wrap yourself up like a sausage and crawl across yeah. the yard? <laughs> so I'll rush over to the tree with our leek soup. I'm going to douse the tree in leek soup. I'm going to set it alight with my trusty golden lighter and then I'm going to stealthily rush back across the lawn with the woolen blanket over me to protect me from the flames. Okay. Excellent. Roll me a stealth roll, please. Okay. No one else is going along as well? Uh, I'm just going to ruin his stealth. Yeah, I think what I would do is like have a weapon drawn, kind of standing around by the side of the yeah. building, just like ready in case someone runs out the house to interfere. How many axes do we have yeah. again? One for each of you. Can I have all the axes? <laughs> <laughs> what for? Well, I just realized that my throwing skill is better than my brawl skill. Oh my god. So I just want to throw them instead. Dual wielding. That's a thing, isn't it, Impulp? Dual wielding. It is. It yeah. is. I got a 30 on my stealth, which is a hard success. Nice. Nice. Okay. Excellent. So the, the woolen blanket just so happens to be one of those ones that Galadriel gave the hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's a gilly blanket. You could totally invisible and protected. <laughs> Love it. As you get to the front, you are sneaking around. Um, you're at the base of the tree, and you can you hear the doors of the manor open, and you see a man step out. I'll share a photograph. Uh, sorry, an NPC portrait of him. Uh, in what looks to be a military outfit, American-looking military outfit. Uh, he has a very grotesque scar across his neck. He stands there. He smokes a cigar and puffs it down in a few puffs and then 
tosses it on the ground, stamps it out, and goes back inside. I'm imagining the smoke is coming out of the wound in his neck as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I like that a lot. It is actually, yes. Oh, boy. Absolutely. That's great. And you begin pouring the gasoline slash leek soup over the tree. And it is quickly set alight and you run back to your friends. He's going to think he did it with his cigarette. Here's what he gets. Yes. <laughs> the guilt will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've sapped their morale, we'll be unstoppable. Let's go in the back before they come out. <laughs> you hear lots of shouting as you're making your way around the back and out of view. Uh, I'll have everyone roll a listen roll, please, as you're making your way out towards the back of the house. Oh, cool. This is the third roll I've missed for one. <laughs> Today, that's hilarious. Okay, I spend one like and it's a success. That's a fail for me. Fail for me, 86. Horrible fail for me, 87. Okay, well, perfect. The only person who knows, Fedra, Dr. Christine. Mm -hmm. uh, You're all about to turn a corner and you swear you hear like growling, dog growling, perhaps. Mm. Is that a dog? I can hear it! And as you (laughs) all turn around the corner, you see a piece-together monstrosity of a dog in the backyard. Looks like it's had two Doberman's bodies stitched together down the middle and three heads uh, on top of its shoulders. I'm going to have everyone roll a sanity roll for me, please. Really? How come? (laughs) 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 Because you want to pet it and you can't. I know. Maybe I'll I'll let me pet it with my axe. Uh, (laughs) Failed by one. That's a 96. Fail, 67. Can you fumble sanity rolls? If your sanity's under uh, 50, then yeah. Then that's what I did. Oh, okay. no. Mm. Everyone who failed, take a d6. If you fumbled, you take six points immediately. <gasps> Ouch. Ooh. Okay. Ah. There I go. On a success? Uh, just one on a success. All right. Three. Three. I lost one. Okay, very good. Okay. Uh, Hal, roll me a intelligence roll, please. Gladly. That is a 53. My intelligence is happily 70. So I absolutely piece together the horror. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you're going into a bout of madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me a d10. We're going to roll on the pulp bout of madness Ooh. table. Actually, roll, roll twice and we'll let you choose which one you think is the best. Lovely. That's an 8 and a 1. Eight is Alter Ego. The hero's personality undergoes a complete transformation is replaced by one completely different for 1d10 <laughs> rounds. The Alter Ego is a mirror opposite of the hero. Where one is kind, the other is callous, etc. And a one is amnesia. So what do you think? Hmm. Part of me wants to vary this from what happened in the playtest. Um, and part of me feels like Amnesia is a little bit too easy, so I think I've got to go with Alter Ego, and... Okay. The... Uh, do you want to tell me what personality sinks in, or...? 
you you go right ahead yeah okay i think what happens is that <laughs> jasper the honeymooning tourist uh, <laughs> the character he tried very hard to step into suddenly clicks and he's very angry um jack is normally a kind of a a gentle giant he's violent when he needs to be because it's his job but he tries to be careful with it um jasper is vengeful and also in love with jane uh yes <laughs> actually <laughs> 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 exactly. Okay, yeah, excellent. It's tied up in the backyard and is like pulling against the chains. It doesn't look like it's going to break them, but it's certainly eyed you up now as you've come around that corner and is starting to growl. <laughs> well, I um I will be pushing Jane behind me and raising my shotgun. <laughs> Get okay. behind me, sweetheart. I am sick <laughs> of this fucking town. Uh, <laughs> Jane kind of raises an eyebrow, but she goes with it. How did they do this? This is impressive. Dr. Christine kind of takes a few steps forward, mesmerized by the biology of putting a lot of heads in one thing. This science could be used for my bionic arms. Why stop at arms? I could make bionic heads. <laughs> Out of the way, Doc. This thing's an abomination and it needs to be put down. Not before I study it. You can study it post-mortem. Out of the way. I guess I can. Roll me a group luck roll, please. <laughs> yeah. Extremely stealthy. <laughs> Who's group luck? I think that might be Buck, actually. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm on 49. I'm on 33. <laughs> uh, oh, I rolled a 30. Okay, excellent. The dog's chains hold as it starts really trying to get after you now, and there's some barking coming from it, from the three of its heads as they're all growling and barking, trying to break this chain and pull forward to get towards you. Is the doctor deterred by this, or do you keep moving towards it? Me? Yeah. I just agreed that I can study them after they're dead, so I'm waiting for you to kill it. Oh, you agreed? But, like, you know, don't ruin the heads. Abe elsewhere. I, uh... I, maybe one head, but, you know, I need to look at the seams. <laughs> I line up a shot for the central head and pull the trigger. <sighs> that was the best one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> roll a, uh, shotgun roll. Gladly. And, uh, I will fire... I'm guessing... Oh, yeah, it says two barrels. I will fire both barrels here. Okay, roll twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Ding. That was the gong for how bad my first roll was. The round is over. Oh, my God, that's a 93 <laughs> to 71. I have never rolled worse in my life. Okay. Uh... The two shots fire to either side of it. There's a part of you, as a tourist, you know, you're seeing this dog for the first time and you're thinking what a horrible honeymoon this is after all. You're not, you're not the hardened, you know, FBI agent that, <laughs> that you once were, I suppose, that you were a few seconds ago. And you are utterly terrified and you're shaking and you're, both of your shots fly wide at this thing, ripping up the dirt and the ground. Oh, uh, what is Jane going to think of me? <laughs> well, her name is Anya, actually. Oh, yeah, what is Anya going to think? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
uh, and completely losing your cover, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Okay, what are the rest of you doing as um, <laughs> Jasper is moving towards the stone? I think I'd like to throw an axe at it. Okay, <laughs> roll your throw Let's roll. Let's see what we can do. That is a 36 under 40. It's a success. He's like, uh, she says, I thought you were better at this, and then throws an axe at the dog. <laughs> 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 okay, roll 1d8 plus 2 plus your damage bonus if you have one. I don't believe you do that. Uh, it doesn't sound like me. That's a 5. That's a 7. Okay. Yeah, uh, you throw this thing at the dog. Uh, it hits it. The blade definitely hits it and it sort of pierces into its skin a bit and slices it. But the dog doesn't seem deterred whatsoever and the axe just falls to the wayside. You see, instead of blood, there's like this strange greenish-hued liquid beginning to spill out of the wound. Is it leek soup? <laughs> Is that how they fuel this town? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to go and test it, I suppose. <laughs> what is everyone else doing? We can go and initiative count if you want to keep attacking this dog until it does. No, I've, I've not paused at the dog. I've continued walking towards the back door because I'm conscious that people are going to be coming out soon, especially with that shotgun blast. Yeah, that's it. Uh, people have started gathering around the tree and you can hear after the shotgun blast especially there's a lot of concern and noise as people are beginning to move their way towards the back of the house. The dog's barking in your direction now after you've struck it and shot at it. But yeah, you can definitely move in and open up the back door and head inside if you'd like. Come on, let's get inside. Oh, but... All right, I'll get you late. Does the dog still have an axe, like, wedged into it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it fell out and it's on the ground oh, now. <laughs> Can I like yep. pick it up or is that too close? <laughs> uh, you'd be getting very close then. Okay, fine. Oh. Can I have someone else's axe please? It didn't work. She says as she follows inside. <laughs> Jane is happy to give up the axe. She's got a gun. You can have a chainsaw. We have the chainsaws as well. <laughs> I'll stick with the gun. Alright, entering through. Uh, you make your way into what looks like a dining room of sorts. Uh, there's a large table in the centre of the room with old flowers that are long dried out and have wilted down onto the table. Uh, there's a thin layer of dust over a lot of things except for some portions of the table where it appears like they've actually uh, served some food. But no one seems to be in here. Probably the distraction out the front. We never should have come here, Anya. This place ain't right. Uh, Did you call her? That's Jane. Are you? Yeah, I, I, I told the uh, woman in the store that my name was Anya. Yeah, she wasn't right either. She's what tipped me off. We gotta get out of here. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, but are, are you okay? Jack? Jasper? Yeah, I'm fine, honey. L listen, don't you worry about me. We're gonna, we're gonna get out of here just fine. We just gotta, we gotta find out who's doing this. Wait, so you guys are married? Well, we didn't want to make a big thing of it. <laughs> we, we don't have time for this. As there's a little awkward pause, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you're in the dining room currently, and the door to... There looks like there's a kitchen nearby. Uh, two doors exit this room, one towards a kitchen and another towards a, a large hall kind of room. And you can hear the sound of knives hitting 
uh, chopping blocks and cutting up things in the kitchen. Could this be relevant? We gotta neutralize whoever's here. Yeah, you're right. Come on, let's stack up on the door. All right, I'll stand back and I'll throw an axe if needed. Who's gonna be the first person to peer through? I'm gonna take point and I'm gonna see if I can peer through without drawing attention to at least get a sense of how many people are in the room and where they are. Okay, as do you want to roll a stealth roll for me, actually, yeah. to see if you're spotted? That's a 32 versus 70, so a hard success. Okay. Over the other side of the room is this incredibly large and grotesque amalgamation of flesh. Four arms uh, down its side, all wielding cooking implements as it's grabbing and hacking up meat and rapidly preparing this meal of some kind. I'll post of NPC portrait done by our wonderful how. I'm going to have immediately, I'll have Buck roll a sanity roll for me, please. Okay. Um, sanity's 47. Oh, 92. Ooh. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, roll a d8 for me. Oh, no. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh, it's happening. Okay, roll intelligence. What's my intelligence? Where is it? Uh, 75. 37. Okay. Success. In fact, it's a hard success. Well, wonderful. You very much understand what's happening here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will have you roll a d10. Twice, once for actually twice for the madness, and you can choose which one you like. And then I'm I might give Buck something that is uh, unique to pulp. You can get insane talents, where you suddenly get like a an ability of some kind. I've I've rolled a seven and a two. Okay, so two is oh that's too good. Crazy plan. <laughs> For 1d10 rounds, the hero pursues an irrational or ill-conceived plan. (laughs) The plan must either benefit the enemy's situation or increase the danger for the hero or his or her allies. (laughs) And 7 is show-off. The hero becomes an attention-seeking maniac for 1d10 rounds, possibly prone to foolhardy acts. I think I like crazy plan there. Yeah, yeah. It might combine well with an insane talent. I think... Either insane brutality or insane strength. What are you? What are you feeling? Brutality is pretty much what it, what it seems like. You're just going to be an extra level of intense, and strength is you got pretty much Hulk strength while you are in this bout of madness. Let's go with the strength. Okay. Because Buck has realised that there's a lot of people here, and the only way we're going to get around undetected as if we blend in and the most logical way to blend in is if I go in there and wear that man like a skin suit (laughs) 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 oh Oh my god Jilly that is dark I love it exceptional (laughs) okay so you have a bonus die on all strength related roles and if, if the roll has failed, something goes wrong. So that's going to be interesting. Okay. okay so so I've like, like just 
tip to the door a little bit and peek through and then I come back and I look at everybody and I say don't worry I've got this watch my back and then I push the door open <laughs> and I walk straight towards them holding the machete and my plan is to just slice them up the back and pull out as much <laughs> as I can and then get in <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> you really went there. Yeah, so far we don't know that you're about to do anything weird, but like, fair enough. Yeah, probably going to be a real quiet, like, garroting manoeuvre. Like, this yeah. guy's in the FBI, he knows what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, bonk him over the head, pistol whip him. <laughs> Slice him open and get inside. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a bonus die on this roll, as you've already succeeded on your... Uh... <laughs> On your stealth roll. Okay, so so what's the wear a man like a skin suit roll? <laughs> uh, roll a fighting brawl. Okay. Uh, 35 versus 65, so that's a, a normal success. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend three points of luck <laughs> and make it a hard success. Jill is not scared to bring down that group like, mm-hmm. tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you can't spend luck to wear a man like a skin suit, then <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> okay, you know why don't you explain to me how you successfully get inside <laughs> of God. this? Wow, thing. that was the time <laughs> That's amazing. Jesus, you've got insane strength right now. So yeah, the guy looked pretty large. So I think that uh, I run in and in one quick motion, I slice up his back slice them open and then I'm going to do a sort of filleting manoeuvre where I try and carve out space on the inside and then in my mind I feel like once I'm inside I'm going to be able to pilot the arms and see through the eyes and it's only it's only when I wedge myself right in there that I realise it doesn't actually work like yes. that um, <laughs> But I'm, I'm still. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be blind. I'm gonna be inside an almost dead man, holding on to guts. I presume, and I'm gonna wheel around so that as the rest of them come in the room to check on me, they just see. They just see this man, arms waving. His arms are waving uh, as you come in. He's just. <laughs> anguishing in absolute pain as uh, Buck is climbing into him. The large chef with multiple arms begins spinning around and you can see Buck's legs are still hanging out the back. Oh my god. uh, And they eventually disappear inside entirely. It's like put, trying to put your jeans on when you come out the swimming pool and you're still a That's little really bit hard, damp. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear a you hear a muffled voice going, "Right, I'm in one. Each of you find one." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say, as the insane strength expires, you manage to extend yourself fully through this form as the person or whatever consciousness was there is now gone. (laughs) The neck rips open, the head spilling off as your head rises above the shoulders. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) That might be the most gruesome thing anybody's (laughs) ever done on this podcast. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm in shock, honestly. (laughs) 
So this thing's called. Do we roll luck? I want to roll sanity. Sorry, please. Yeah, Thank I was gonna you. say. Yeah, everyone, please yeah. roll sanity to Everyone who's not already insane, of course, because Jasper is already in a yeah, bad. Um, and uh, Buck is insane, but uh, he also ignores sanity yeah. from attacking other humans and viewing horrific injuries. So this is just another day. I mean, you're you're insane, so it it can't go worse than this. <laughs> All right. How does it work for me? Because I'm already in a bout. Do it like does you nothing don't. worse happen? I just oh, remain. Uh, you can you roll. You're gonna hmm. get another something else happens. So right, you immediately go into another. Like it's got to intensify, right? This is this doesn't yeah. normally happen on a honeymoon. Oh, is your bout ended? I don't know that we rolled for duration. But no, surely... I don't think we did. Yeah. Okay, so if it ends, then you roll again and you go instantly into another one. But if it's still going, then you can't roll again. I think it'll... Uh, let's roll a d10 just to have an idea of how long that, that's going to last. That is oh. a six. Okay, I'll say it's still going. And uh, do roll Sandy though, and <laughs> see if you um, mm-hmm. lose one or one d8 for what you've just witnessed. Yeah, that's a 70, which is a fail. Okay, lose another one d8. That's a five. That brings me below my indefinite threshold. Perfect. Uh, how did everyone else go? I also failed, unsurprisingly, with a 79. Okay. Roll a d8, please. I succeeded. Ooh. Okay, just one eight. there. Where did I put my d8? Here it is. Oh, no. Seven. Okay. Uh, roll <laughs> a intelligence roll, please. Okay. Jane's incredibly intelligent, if I remember. Uh, she's got 75, so <laughs> I passed. Yeah. Okay. Roll a d10 twice, and we'll figure out what your bout of madness is here in real time. Okay. Uh, I, I am also under my indefinite now. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, that is a two. Oh, you've also got a crazy plan. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I'm going to have Hal and Lydia roll for an insane talent as well, but that's going to be next week, as this unfortunately (laughs) brings us to the end of a very gruesome episode. Thank you so much, everyone. (laughs) Lydia, Julie, Fedra, Hal, and of course our amazing co-editor Jason. You've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out the scenario book on our website and drive through RPG and maybe send it some love with a review. Your listens, comments and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us now. Farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.